0: Part of this work is being in position such that when external circumstances, climate shocks, disease shocks, economic shocks, energy shocks, etc. compel more and more members of the general public to look beyond denial, despair, anger, protesting against, escapism, isolationism, survivalism, etc. Their permaculture awaits, offering a profoundly different way forward. A way focused on designing ourselves back into our local ecosystems and our local ecosystems back into us in a way that boosts community resilience and the health of the whole. Well, greetings and welcome on back to the Making Permaculture Stronger podcast. This is your host, Dan Palmer, and this is episode 32 What I'm going to do today is I'm going to turn a very recently published post called Nested Communities of Permaculture Design into a a podcast episode. Uh, The content of that post is important enough to me to want it to reach the ears of listeners as well as the eyes of readers. Before I do that I'm going to update you on um, general news, what's been happening with making permaculture stronger over the last several months, what's coming up and what's happening right now. Before I do any of that I want to acknowledge that these continue to be highly interesting times we're living in, interesting, exciting, harrowing, scary, etc. And in particular, the, the catastrophic bushfire season that was experienced in a lot of Australia over this our summer, which is just wrapping up. And then on the back of that, the whole coronavirus thing, I want to acknowledge that that's enveloping the world. And I also wanted to uh, express my hope, my wish that you are feeling informed and resourced given this is largely a permaculture audience that you're feeling grateful to, to permaculture uh, and you're in a position where you've got food growing and water stored and all, all that kind of stuff putting you in a position of resilience and also uh, in a position to be of service and add value to your community as, um, as the coming months unfold. Okay, that's said... I'll give you a bit of news, It's uh, my family and I, we spent summer in New Zealand, we've been back a month, but we're over there for almost two. Lots of designing was happening, we were largely offline, off-grid, so not much happened on the surface of things, on the website and podcast. But alongside lots of design adventures, my wife and I ran a weekend workshop on the topic of living design process, which you'll be hearing more about from me as we float on into phase two of the project. Amazing experience. Some really exciting doors are opening into the local community there, and different projects are kicking off, which is really really cool. Well, I want. Well, I mean, one thing I'll mention is just just starting to explore the edges and 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 what seem like really beautiful synergies between the Maori indigenous Maori culture over in NZ and and some of the design process understandings that I've I've been exploring and coming to with. With friends and colleagues over the last several years, and, you know, it seems like some beautiful synergies there, where there can be a lot of learning in, in both directions, um, particularly in, um, <laughs> in terms of my learning. And uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll see what the, what happens there. We'll keep you posted uh, as appropriate. So, um, one other thing I wanted to tell you about was I was doing a lot of offline writing. So I'm working on two books at the moment. One is the Making Permaculture Stronger manuscript. Some of you might have heard of, where I'm, ed- I'm collating and editing. A bunch of posts from phase one of the project and turning that into a, a book where the the bulk of the content has already been published on the website but I'm giving it a thorough edit to bring it all into alignment and create a coherent flowing narrative. Uh, that didn't get anywhere near as much attention as the, as the book that I'm most passionate about right now which is titled Living Design Process and uh, you could think of that as w- with the generative transformation piece which is if you're familiar with the blog and this podcast, you've probably heard about that. It's a way of thinking about a particular kind of design that gets us away from master planning and fabricating on pieces of paper, um, and also from uh, thinking of designers as assembling little parts into holes or even breaking holes down into parts, but doing both at once and more besides. Anyway, um, if, you, if you go through that, that whole idea of generative transformation and keep going, um, where I've ended up is this thing called Living Design Process. So I'm very excited to be experimenting and reflecting and um, and and bringing that all together. And that's quite a substantial piece of work already. Hopefully to be a coherent draft before the end of the year, where I will be looking for proofreaders or people that are wanting to check it out and uh, and give me the two cents worth. So send me a uh, message if you if you want to get on that list. Uh, back here in Central Victoria. An hour and a half outside Melbourne. One of my duties here is I'm a co owner and a co director of a permaculture design company called Very Edible Gardens or VEG. That's been, I've been enjoying putting a bit of time into that. Lots, lots of, the team is expanding, lots of interesting projects on the go. One of the things I'm most excited about is that ever since I interviewed Carol Sanford last year, I've been doing a, pardon me, wants to say a deep dive into her body of work, but I haven't found the bottom of that pool yet. So, why not? Uh, uh, only been a shallow dive. Um, I get the sense there's vast areas that I'm yet to discover and explore. Anyway, um, she wrote a book. One of her books is called The Regenerative Business. She's she's got another one, incidentally, that has just gone, just been released, like on March 10th, called The Regenerative Life. Which oh, I I'm actually I, I contributed to in a, in a small way. She got people to to try some stuff out and share their experience. But I'm very looking. I'm looking forward to that one and. Hoping to to, sh- to share this body of work with with permaculture or get, find permaculturists who are into it, so we can explore the implications for design process and everything else together. Anyway, the regenerative business is a um, a book I'm currently applying the ideas with with my colleagues to variable gardens. So we're going through a process of looking where variable gardens is at and what would it mean to to um, support it to evolve in and even more regenerative directions and one tiny thing i'll mention there in that bigger picture there's a lot to it but one aspect of is this idea of moving to a space where every every team member from a director to a labourer or whatever um, is supported to come up with these things called promises beyond ableness where they find some some overlap between veg's direction which we're increasingly clear about what it stands for where it wants to be hitting and what they're about and what excites them and what would them developing and growing and evolving toward their potential, what would that look like? And they can come up and say well I commit to making such and such happen in six months or a year or whatever and it, it's going to float my boat and lift me up, it's also here's how it's consistent with, it's really going to help veg move forward and the idea is if those things, two things are true then the rest of veg gets in behind it and, and we resource and support that person to to grow and evolve because it's beyond ableness, right? They can't do it yet, and so it's scary for them and exciting, and uh, and 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 it not only benefits the business enormously moving forward, but of course it it benefits the individuals, and um, incidentally massively decreases the chance they <laughs> they want to leave, right? Because they're they're in a position where they're being heard and they're being supported to grow and evolve and all the rest. Anyway, I wasn't meaning to go on about that too much. If anyone's interested in that whole side of things, though, that said, um, the the evolution of a permaculture-themed business in regenerative directions, let me know and we, let's. I'll interview some people. I'll I'll ask Carol about it, and my I've got another podcast interview with her next week. Having it's taken me a while to sort of process. I don't know if you say recover, but in uh, yeah, a process the the last conversation, many months back, and yeah, I'm game enough to go in for a second round. What the heck, you're only young once. But let me know and and yeah, let, let's explore that. Just thinking about it and a lot of, well I'm assuming a lot of you are doing permaculture design professionally um, or thinking about it anyway and that topic may be of interest. Uh, aside from that I'm doing a bunch of interesting design projects, we're involved in a bunch from ranging from... I'm acting as the landscape architect on a 700 apartment residential development in Melbourne called East Brunswick Village. So getting a lot of experience applying design process to the design of a whole lot of rooftops and streetscape and podium areas and all, and all this. So we're learning a lot there. And um, with with VEG, we're able not only to be helping with the design but and the plant selection, but also the supervising the implementation and then picking up the maintenance. Um, so lots of rich learnings there and really exciting to be experimenting with trying a different approach to design process in a context where thousands and thousands of people are going to be interacting with these spaces over time, not not just a, a single family or land holder, which has been the bulk of my previous design experience. That said, still doing that work, so involved in several rural design projects on properties ranging from, I don't know, 30 to up to 400 acres at the moment. In a couple of weeks, I'm bringing in David Homgren to help read landscape on, on the 400 acre project. It's going to be a lot of fun. Whole diversity things. I mean, I'm also I'm using some of the stuff, this design process stuff actually to help a community bank revisit its its mission, its, its reason for existing. Um, and even helping facilitate a conversation between young farmers and landowners in terms of navigating the relationship and the different expectations and, and requirements, um, which I'm excited about as, as a, a more important conversation globally as, as more um, younger, fit, passionate, regional farmers uh, forging partnerships with landowners to, to get good things happening. On other news, every six weeks there's an online community now, there's I think it's about 13 of us, and usually 6 or 10 of us make it to any given gathering, but those are really picking up steam and really, I'm really enjoying those You know, I'm getting to get people to I usually start by getting people to reflect on some aspect of design process, what they think about it now, how they approach it now um, and then after that happens and they get to discuss it, we get to discuss it with each other sharing a framework um, a way that locates where they're currently at in a in a bigger context and that's that I'm really enjoying that uh, as well as giving each other homework assignments with regard to ongoing design process projects and hearing the evolution over the success of meetings uh, and whatnot so that's really really rich I'm really enjoying that uh, it's, it's bringing value to, to my thinking and my development and I'm getting to crash test a lot of stuff that will eventually make it to the podcast podcast and blog so I'm excited about that. I've just made a new communities tab, tab on the homepage, we can read a bit more if you're interested. I've got a beautiful friend who's done a permaculture design course with Fair Edible Gardens in the, in the past, David Maher, and he's a professional videographer. And over the last year or so, he's been very kindly coming along and setting up his flash video camera, microphone, everything. And we've been getting high quality footage of David Hongren reading landscape on different projects with a view towards creating a, a documentary. Or, or finding someone else who wants to create it. I'm just, you know, I'm, I want it to happen, so I'm getting the ball rolling. If if anyone out there has those kinds of skills, get in touch because I'm, I'm, my sense is that we've almost already got enough footage, and yeah, we run a crowdfunding thing or whatever. We raise we raise some capital to to pay for it to be professionally edited, and, and it, it could become a really valuable resource, not only for the permaculture community, but more widely in terms of how do we start to ease back into we'll recultivate our our, our our native but deeply buried and long forgotten human capacity to read landscape to, to to deeply track a landscape and to move through the way it's presenting on the surface right now to to where it's come from in the recent and distant past where it's heading in the future and and what are the what are the deep deeper patterns as well as the um, the the unique, What's the unique character of, of, of a particular place? Um, anyway, that's probably enough news, so let's move on to the post. It's called, as I said, nested communities of permaculture design, and I'll, I'll just read out the text, and um, you can also read it. Um, there, are, there are some little diagrams, of, not too complicated, but if you get confused, um, you can go check them out in the show notes, or the post this goes alongside. And uh, alright, let's do this, so, here we are. Hovering on the cusp of phase 2 of this project. Toward the end of 2019, we set the scene by way of chopping down a certain tree. You can go and read or listen about that in episode 28. We then disappeared for a while. Oh, I have a footnote, a note. I'd I'd say here, and waited for the heat to die down, if it wasn't for the fact there was no heat. Anyway, we took a breath. We pondered. We came back. It is time to start navigating the path ahead, starting right here, right now. Before we take an actual step, however... Let us metamorphose into birds and catch an updraft to consider relevant patterns from up high. In other words, we'll zoom out to get a sense of some of the things we'd like to make true of our subsequent steps forward. Toward this end, I ask I asked you to bear with me as I explore a fresh framework for thinking about different ways of relating to permaculture as design. This arose after a previous framework, see episode 25, led me to the question of, What is a community of practice, anyway? Looking up that phrase led me first to the distinction between a community of practice and a community of interest, and second to the related notion of a community of inquiry. Together, these three then came together in my mind to generate a further framework. I have an note here with regard to this idea of a framework, which comes totally from Carol Sanford. Where I say where the job of this framework is to generate further questions, which will no doubt generate further frameworks and so on indefinitely. Hopefully, taking us to deeper and more useful places as we go. The main thing is to remember to let a framework go once it's done its job, lest it becomes superfluous baggage that blocks further progress. And realizing how big of a deal this is, you know, I, I come up with these things, and I I really struggling to hold them as frameworks, um, not what carol sanford calls models or mental models and i understand i appreciate though that when i share these things they can land as models in the sense of this is some kind of i don't know rigid um, thing that dan's dreamed up that he's trying to impose on us when it's possible i know to get out of that dynamic and it's like look here's, here's a framework here's a here's a provisional tentative dynamic temporary way of conceptualizing something some differences that will hopefully generate some questions and some interesting conversations it's nothing that you know, you don't need, you need to be suspicious that I'm trying to slip. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Some kind of some kind of model past you that that if you agree to it, then you're locked in. There's no lock-in contract. It's a framework. It, it, it's almost like it's, I don't even think of it as mine. It's just s- some ideas to stimulate healthy conversation. Anyway, let's move on. There's a subtitle here: communities of interest, practice, and inquiry. So so there's a group of folk in the world that are interested in permaculture design. I just have a big blob, a circle, rough circle, labelled interested in permaculture design. Then I say, within this group, there are folk who are not only interested in, but who practice permaculture design. So now we've, we've got this circle practicing permaculture design nested within the greater circle or set of interested in permaculture design. And then within this practicing group, there are in turn folk who consciously inquire into permaculture design, who do research and experiments and make the results available to other inquirers, as well as those practicing without inquiring or interested without practicing. So now we've got these three nested levels, and that's, that's, it. that's as, really as complex as the framework gets. We've got intre- if people interested in permaculture design as a, as a set That includes the group of people that are also practicing permaculture design, as an actively uh, practitioners of permaculture design process. And within that, um, some practitioners get carried away and really into it and start consciously inquiring into permaculture design and documenting what they find and sharing that with others. I say I'm not fussed about the exact lines of differentiation between these three nested layers. The lines can remain somewhat fuzzy so long as you agree that that it is possible to draw the lines. Uh, there's a there's a note here saying, for, for you types that like a drop of clarity, that said, wrap your chops around these two statements from the Wikipedia entry on communities of practice. So quoting, it says there, the purpose of the community of interest is to provide a place where people who share a common interest can go and exchange information, ask questions, and express their opinions about the topic. As I read that, I, I think of a lot of permaculture convergences I've been to, or gatherings, where that's one of the main functions, is that an interested party can... Parties, people interested in permaculture design, can you know can get excited and, and and share their interest with each other. Goes on to say, the purpose of a community of practice is to provide a way for practitioners to share tips and best practices, ask questions of their colleagues, and provide support for each other. Um, and I've been in those situations too, where I do hold a distinction in my mind. Um, situations where I'm talking with colleagues who 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 are also working with permaculture design. Uh, at a professional level, and we're you know, we we're, we're, we're swapping notes. It's, a, a, to me, a different conversation chatting to someone where what, what we share is an interest in permaculture design, but we're not um, necessarily both practitioners. Now, I say, oh, no, sorry, before I say now, I say the point is that it is possible to be interested in permaculture design without practicing it. And it is possible to practice permaculture design without consciously and explicitly inquiring into the way of designing that you've learned to use and are using. None of these are good or bad, better or worse. They are options. This is a big one. So I sense sometimes with these frameworks, it's easy to read a sense of judgment or better and worse into them. which That's not the point. So let's get clear on what the different options are here. Or what is it we're trying to get clear about? Hopefully... You're not picking up as, as we go along any, any I mean, sense of judgment like it's like it's not bad to be interested in permaculture design and not be explicitly practicing d- design process it's just whatever that's cool um, it's possible to be both we got options now i say let us move from the idea of groups or sets to groups that have internal connectivity whether online offline or both here we move from groups to communities as I'm guessing any permaculturist knows, communities are where it's at. So now I just relabel the three nested circles. Communities of interest, communities of practice, communities of inquiry as we, as we move in. From here on, as I develop this diagram, I'm always talking about communities, not just sets of individuals. I personally am part of a large community of folk interested in permaculture design, a smallish community of colleagues who go beyond interest to practice permaculture design, and a tiny community of colleagues go beyond practice to consciously inquire into permaculture design. Next heading, subheading is overall ratios, flows, blockages and orbits. I think this could be a bit more interesting. I say that we can now consider the overall flows, ratios, blockages and orbits between and within the three kinds of communities. Along the way I'll start laying out what this means for phase 2 of this project. The first thing I tackle is flows and ratios, and I say the above diagrams are not to scale, and numbers of people within each of these three nested community types obviously fluctuate. As far as flows go, the way folk become permaculture design practitioners is via interest. As in, you get interested before you start practicing. The way folk become researchers or inquirers, surely, is as a result of questions that arise from within their practice where ideally at least the findings then move back out through the other communities and in some cases even out into the beyond permaculture community and culture. Indeed, permaculture itself was birthed from a two-person community of intense interest then in practice and inquiry that lasted a couple of years and catalyzed huge waves of interest and in some cases practice. In others, I'm talking about the, the intense two-year collaboration of David Holmgren and Bill Mollison there where they they discovered an overlapping interest, they invent invented this thing and started practicing it and inquiring into it and sharing their findings with the world and do so catalyzing or originating the whole whole thing called permaculture and thanks very much to to the both of them because uh if they hadn't done that then well i wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be here we wouldn't we might be here but we want we wouldn't be yeah, you wouldn't listen you would not be listening to a, <laughs> a podcast called making permaculture stronger okay point made thanks Bill and Dave I say the following diagram so i've changed i've just put some arrows on that on that framework captures the sense of overall flows in a very simplified limited way the black arrows so there's there's a big fat black arrow coming in across the line between the outside of the framework and into the interested in permaculture design area and there's a thinner black line that comes from interested to practicing and then an even thinner one that goes from practicing to inquiring And I say the black arrows represent people transitioning into communities at each of the three levels, and I've got grey lines, which represent the inquirers finding, then being shared in an outward direction. So there's a thick grey line, going from inquiring to practicing, gets thinner, practicing to interested, then even thinner interested to the outside world. So there's you know lots of people get interested, some become practitioners, some of those in turn become inquirers. And w- where if you're an inquirer, you're also the other things and if you're practicing you're also interested and then the things they discover in the inquiries a lot of those ideally go to enrich the, the work of other practitioners some, some of them go to the, the communities of interest and some of them leave permaculture and, and hopefully offer value to the, the wider world as in people that are not um, part of the permaculture community Now there are presumably some desirable ratios between the respective numbers of folk in the three levels that when departed from too much reduce the health of permaculture as a whole. Clearly at any moment there are many more people, perhaps two or three orders of magnitude more, interested in permaculture design than practicing it. Something like the same reduction probably occurs in the move from practicing to inquiring. Where you're inquiring and practicing and interested. My sense is if there is not some certain minimum amount of inquiry happening that is folding back to enrich the communities of practice and indirectly interest, that those communities are more likely to lose their way. I have a note saying, as an aside, I see this is similar to how if the ratio of people teaching permaculture design to people practicing permaculture design falls too far in either direction, the health of the whole is compromised. Where if the amount of actual practice relative to interest is too low, it becomes a situation like a pig owner's club I once read about that quietly disbanded when they discovered that not one member actually owned a pig. Making permaculture stronger is not explicitly focused on increasing the numbers of people interested in permaculture design. I'm glad that many people and projects are, and indeed the things I do focus on, are utterly dependent on the important work of these other people. Part of this work is being in position such that when external circumstances, climate shocks, disease shocks, economic shocks, energy shocks, etc. compel more and more members of the general public to look beyond denial, despair, anger, protesting against, escapism, isolationism, survivalism, etc. Their permaculture awaits, offering a profoundly different way forward. A way focused on designing ourselves back into our local ecosystems and our local ecosystems back into us in a way that boosts community resilience and the health of the whole. Here it is essential that introductory information, courses, books, etc. about permaculture are readily accessible. Indeed, if there were not already many growing communities of interest in permaculture design, this project, as in making permaculture stronger, couldn't exist, there wouldn't be anything to make stronger. With reference to this new framework, I can now start honing in on what making permaculture stronger is about as it moves forward, where I'm clear that a core focus is participating in and supporting the existence and health of communities of permaculture design, practice and inquiry in service of permaculture's overall health and evolution. Reflecting on this, I'm particularly interested in helping to increase the practice side of the interest practice ratio as high as it wants to go. Once practice is up in a healthy place, then the same approach can be taken to upping the number of folk engaged in communities of inquiry, which brings us directly to certain systemic dynamics that are blocking key flows that I see as highly desirable, namely what is happening where the question marks are in this diagram. So all I've I've added to the diagram with the arrows, a couple of question marks which is what happens between people becoming interested and in starting to practice, what happens between people practicing and starting to, to inquire whether there's a, there's a reduction. And um, and that's that's an example of the framework generating a question that I think is an interesting and valuable question. Leading us to the next section, which is subsection, which is called blockages and orbits. And I start by focusing on the interest to practice transition, where I write, It is a lot easier to become interested in permaculture design than it is to start practicing it. Let me back that claim up. People regularly tell me they are interested in permaculture design but struggling to find a path from interest to practice. Tell them to go do a PDC, a permaculture design certificate course you say. The thing is, they've all already done at least one PDC, sometimes several of them. So completing a PDC does not get you across the line. As Jason Gerhard put it in episode 25, you get shot out of a PDC into a void as large as the whole world. And as Ben Haggard put it in episode 30, you leave this energy building conversion experience to confront the shared disjunct between the energy and approach you just experienced and the reality of your everyday life and social circles. So it's. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. I, I, I get contacted by, I speak to a lot of people that, are, that, are, that have become interested, done a PDC, become more interested in permaculture design uh, and permaculture design process, and they want to get involved and cut their teeth and start to, to, to get it going on, and, um, and they're struggling. And anyway, I go on to say, I attempt to catch these facts in the framework diagram by making the line between the outside world and communities of interest faint and dashed, i.e. highly permeable, and the line between interest and practice solid, i.e., relatively impermeable. Now I'll explain the various aspects of the situation that I've represented in the diagram. Or maybe for fun you can try and decipher it yourself first. So I've, got, I've got a big arrow coming in the permeable membrane between the outside world and an interested in permaculture design. The idea is it's a pretty low bar. You can read a book and boom, you, you, know, you talk to some people and you're in a community of interest in permaculture design. It's a pretty, pretty um, effortless transition really. Then you wriggle around in the interest space, and and some portion of those people at some point they leave. The, you know, it's a temporary fling. Let's say they get interested in something else, maybe to return later. But there's you know some people are off to, to do other things. They, they they leave the communities of interest in permaculture design. Some people stay interested. And I should also make it really clear here that I'm focusing on permaculture design process. This this is well, it's related to, but also in a sense independent of the fact there are communities of interest in teaching permaculture or um, using permaculture to inspire food producing gardens in the suburbs or you know whatever else so you, you could apply this framework to all sorts of different contexts this particular context i'm applying it to is permaculture design process anyway the big thick arrow of people wiggling around in the interest space that breaks into folks that exit folks that stay in the interest space and folks that do a pdc in the simplified diagram and the PDC, it goes in towards practice, it, takes, it gets you more interested. And then you can see that the larger portion of people that do a PDC and are still keen to practice permaculture design, they, they, they get deflected off the membrane between interest and practice. They don't make it through. And there's an exclamation mark like, what? And then a small subset do make it through. And I say occasionally someone gets through. Uh, however, as I shared above, many people while keen to start practicing get deflected back into the orbit of interest. they can go round and round without breaking through some make a second or third attempt by doing a second or third pdc over time where of course some get through as shown but not that many as best i can tell often those that break through are either already designers of some kind or are hard-headed and determined enough to just just keep charging at the boundary till it yields Anyway, supporting interested folk to start Practicing permaculture design within a community of practice is henceforth a core focus of making permaculture stronger in the below diagram I show this by helping make at least a section of the boundary between the two more permeable and friendly to navigate I have no question that this will increase the numbers of folk managing it through I also want to be clear that I hold no assumption that everyone will want in it is totally legitimate to do a PDC and then then not continue to practice permaculture design. I'm talking about serving the folk that come out of a PDC wanting to or called to start practicing, without burdening anyone else with any expectations. I also want to acknowledge the great and many permaculture inquirers out there who are already doing exactly this fine work of helping people across the line. And kudos to you! Please reach out and share your learnings with me, and let's continue to up our game together. And as far as making permaculture strong goes, my currently act, currently active interventions in this space are got three here. A, hosting a six-weekly gathering of project supporters where we're developing our permaculture design skills together. B, writing a book sharing the first phase of this project in an accessible way focused on actual design practice. And C, writing another book clearly showing how what I'm calling living design process works on the ground. So all of those are really explicitly, some of them are doing other things, but they're all explicitly in service of and supporting people that are lit up by permaculture design and really want to start becoming permaculture design process practitioners supporting them on their journey, scaffolding that that transition. I then move my focus from the the transition from practicing to inquiring. where I write, another category of folk who are semi-regularly in touch have already been practicing permaculture design at a professional level for several or even five or ten years. They've made it through the initial membrane between interest and practice in their own unique way. However, they now find themselves bumping up against certain systemic issues we've heard so many of my podcast guests, including myself, mention. There's a list of about six things here. Clients not able to receive or understand designs. Designs getting second guests. Designs never being implemented. Design systems failing to co-evolve once implemented. A general sense of disillusionment that with the whole design approach that they've been taught and are trying to make work. A sense that a different, better, more inclusive and successful way forward is possible, yet being unsure about how to make some of these new flavors work within existing business or value exchange models. So these are all things I hear many times from different people that have been designing for some time. I say one way I think about all this is that it is all very well and good to make it across the line and to really truly start practicing permaculture design. What we generally don't realize until many years later is that there is this massive rut we almost inevitably fall into it is a rut that leads to the complaints above it is the rut of practicing permaculture design using the default design process paradigm of our wider culture this rut is made from ideas including design is fundamentally a mechanical process of assembling elements into whole systems permaculture design is a process of inserting objects into empty space design is primarily a noun as in a professional looking picture that is drawn by a qualified expert then handed over to the clients the way to create something is first to finish a rationally considered detailed design, only then to implement it. Permaculture design practices is about becoming a designer who does designs for others. What clients say they want is what they want actually want deep down. Others others have already figured out that permaco- what permaculture design process is. So they've nailed it, so we can just run with whatever they said, uh, and along with many other ideas that we need not crack into right now. And so I've I've Got a version of the framework here, the diagram that shows that once you get into practicing permaculture design, there's this rut that means you can get sort of in an orbit. And then some of us over time realize that for us this is a rut and um, so how the hell do we get out of this? Which, as i write this gets me reflecting i feel that some folk have to escape the rut and deepen their practice and make it into a community of inquiry to generate fresh understandings from outside of the rut that then become ladders or frames folks still in the rut can use to get out or clamber clean over it where everyone involved supports each other to stay the heck away from the rut when they almost inevitably start falling back in makes me think that part of making permaculture stronger's interest is calling attention to the rut growing living bridges right over it and in the process making the line between communities of practice and inquiry more permeable also. My current experiments in the space of of supporting existing designers including myself to transform, deepen and grow their practice and community are continuing to record interviews with experienced designers and hear about their rut escaping slash hopping adventures And starting a new series of podcast episodes where I work one-on-one to support existing designers to transform, deepen, and grow their practice. Flick me a message if this sounds like a bit of you and you want to get in that line. Part of my emerging intention here is to help create, consolidate, and strengthen global and local communities of practicing permaculture designers who are consciously deepening their practice and building unprecedented levels of shared permaculture design process literacy. I mean, what the heck, you're only young ones, right? we on the home straight now. i say other, other, other things emerging from this exercise that I'm focusing on. In addition to supporting interested parties to get practicing and practicing parties to deepen their practice, here are two more places I'll be focusing attention as integral parts of phase two. First one is consciously supporting the development of communities of inquiry. My main way of doing this is the blog and podcast and all the conversations happening inside and around them. This feels like it's growing and I'm excited for that. I feel like the main thing is co-creating more spaces and places to support each other's inquiries and sharings. An annual or biannual distributed online gathering? Who knows? One clear inclination I have here is to partner with or at least contribute more to existing forums such as the excellent Permaculture Design magazine. Then the second one was within the community of inquiry, co-developing process understandings aligned with permaculture's originating impulse. So now you know we, 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 we come, we're coming to the energies that catalyze the transition to phase 2 in the first place, but now putting them in, in, a, in a broader context. Now I've gone down and chopped the tree down. Alongside the above things I'll be focusing on, I want to support myself and others to develop and share process experiments and understandings that grow from and resonate with permaculture's core, with what Ben Haggard referred to as permaculture's original creative impulse. Part of this is starting to share more and more about what I'm calling living design process, which is one humble attempt at just that. I'm also motivated to continue exploring more of the riches the regenerative living systems thinking approach of Carol Sanford and the Regenesis crew have to offer permaculture, in particular to increasingly use living systems frameworks to non-judgmentally lift our game as permaculture designers. Wrapping up. Okay, that gives you a head up on what is happening from here toward Making Permaculture Stronger's current purpose, which is Making Permaculture Stronger inspires creative exploration and dialogue around permaculture design in a way that develops our ability to think and act creatively as a community to enable permaculture practitioners to affect the large-scale systemic change we need. Thank you, bless you, and catch you amidst the fun times ahead. So that's it. That was the that was the post. Making permaculture stronger.net is the place to go um, to to check out more things along these lines. Um making permaculture stronger.net slash communities is a fresh page. Um sharing what's already happening and some of the places I sense that could go in the future. Really welcome your your honest reflections on, on everything. I'm I'm really Conscious, that this is sort of edgy territory sometimes, and and I, I, I really want to grow and evolve and get better at doing this in a really inclusive way that that hits the right note and is as conducive as possible to to the evolution of this beautiful permaculture community I'm, I'm part of. And so I'm very open to feedback about um, you know how, how how I can do that better. I thank you for listening, and I'll catch up with you in episode 33. Ciao for now. Thank you